We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yold Draven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandop, Monster, Icebug, Spenguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Zynason, Dolikauschef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Justin, and Listen to Fourth Spirit. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 335 starts now. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host this week, Jim. Uh, I have returned from the family holidays I was on, and I am joined by someone with whom you're now all familiar, Sam. Hello. Hey, Sam. How you doing? Can't complain, really. Having good holidays. Having a, a, a nice, warm spring now. I know. The weather's beautiful. Yeah, it's been raining, though, and uh, my dad is currently building a dormer on my house and so mm. during a rainstorm last week there was a 20 by 10 foot hole in my roof so when i walked <laughs> out my bedroom door i live on the on i'm i'm in the third floor um i would be walking pretty much outdoors and at one point it was just <laughs> raining <laughs> so it's been an interesting week nice and we are joined uh by a a relatively new voice he's been on the podcast before fans of uh, America's third favorite Dota 2 podcast might be more familiar with him. Greg. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, deep on the bench for this episode. Hi, how's it going? I uh, I follow you on uh, Twitter there, Sam. And actually, I've seen those pictures you're talking about of your house just like torn up. I cannot imagine walking out of my room and just like seeing sky. Like something has gone terribly wrong, you know? And it, yeah, it was in the, the second floor uh like there's two bathrooms next to each other and that's uh, like the lower part of the dormer and so there was also no roof or like the top three feet of the wall in the bathroom <laughs> so i just went downstairs one night and was like uh you know relieving myself to in in the the great outdoors basically <laughs> just getting to look out over the road yeah feel a little breeze it's refreshing it's nice yeah nice draft <laughs> <It's> camping <laughs> clamping at its finest yeah. Uh, have you had to play Dota outside? Do you have a roof over your Dota rig, Sam? I, I do have a roof over my Dota rig for the time being. Hopefully it doesn't change soon. But I've played Dota outdoors a few times. Like, like you know, kicked on the laptop on a, on a nice day and gotten an extension cord, play in my front yard or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> I always love, like, playing games during the day. I don't know, I just like the feeling of, like, day gaming and yeah. uh, outdoor gaming during on a nice day. It must be amazing. I, I feel like I have a lot of, like, hedonistic tendencies around uh, gaming, and maybe we shouldn't discuss them all on the podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they're... A, uh, we are a family podcast here. We, we are a family podcast, but it's uh, it's just nice. It's, like, a relaxing thing to do, and why not do it outdoors, you know, so... Sometimes even just like a, you know, I love playing my Nintendo DS. I've been playing a ton of Fire Emblem Awakening, actually. 
uh, trying for like the eighth time to beat that game. <laughs> I think I've got uh, a, I've got a new goal for this summer. I think uh, I've got a screened-in porch on the house that I moved into recently. It sounds like I need to set up uh, a nice extension cable, get some Wi-Fi going out there, get my desktop set up on the screened-in porch, just really go <laughs> for it. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like, it, I feel like it's hard to be toxic or like angry at in, at the game, or like you know care too much when uh, <laughs> everything's going on around you. Like the birds start chirping, can't yell at teammates then. I'll come over, Greg. We can yell at each other. Hey, we'll do uh, this year's land party in the backyard. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Greg's backyard. You're pretty close, Sam. Watch out. You might start getting invited to these things. That's true. That's true. I'm dangerously close. <laughs> Speaking of danger, um, that's not really a segue, but how has Dota made you feel this week, Sam? Dota's been Dota's been rough to me this week. Um, last week, before the patch dropped, I started getting coaching from uh, I won't say a buddy of mine, but like a friend of a friend mm-hmm. uh, who is like eight something KMMR, um, but mo- mostly on carry, like position one, which I do not play and have not played in like five years. So mm. I've kind of been learning a new role. And getting my ass kicked in the meantime. <laughs> what heroes do you like to play? Well, so this immortal player didn't really give me. Uh, didn't really. He didn't give a lot of choices at the end of the patch. He was like, "All right, there's five good carries. You know what I mean? You could pick Alk, Wraith King, Weaver, Troll, PA." Obviously, like two days later, that's no longer the case um, <laughs> because yeah. the patch upended a lot of things. But. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Wraith King, some Elk, and uh, now, now that the patch has dropped, a lot of Luna, who I think is one of the most broken carries of the patch. Oh, interesting. Why? Uh, why? What, what do you think changed about her? I think it's the shard. You can just sort of like hundred to zero backline supports that step out too far. Um, in case you haven't seen the uh, Lucent Beam, yeah. It's the same as it used to be in the sense that it ground targets and has a search radius, but now it also releases um, two uh, glaive attacks oh, wow. at the target. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so my build has been to get like a Mask of Madness to farm, then just rush crit stick, then Satanic, which was also buffed, now provides a, a self-dispel and gives Luna more damage than she would get from a Manta style. And you just like crit people from twelve hundred range, and one hit <laughs> KO them. <laughs> oh my god, this is low. I did not even put this together. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I guess I missed that on the patch notes. It's hilarious. And the lucent, so they took out the lucent beam cast range and replaced it with a mini stun, which is nice. And then the fifteen yeah. talent is a minus three point five second lucent beam cooldown talent, which puts it to two point five seconds. So you get to pretty much keep people like pseudo stun locked and they're taking glaives from like max you know 1200 range or something and uh i just played a game where i got enchanted quiver and the the so the lucent beam lands and then there's like i think 
uses Luna's attack range to determine the target of the attack. So using that attack range is like 800. So you have like a range of like 14 or 1500 to hit people with I, this shard. It's very disgusting. I'm, I'm going to die to this so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck. I get good a luck lot, in your pubs. I'll get a bunch of TPs from it though. So it'll be okay. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're farming, Greg. Yep. That's what it is. I'm increasing my net worth. <laughs> that is crazy. Anything else uh, going around mm. about your feelings at this this week? I've been feeling pretty sad I can't play this hero, Dawnbreaker. I've only played one out of maybe my 20 games or like 15 games on the patch. This hero has been not banned one game in which it was immediately <laughs> snapped up. Wow. I, mean, I thought with Hoodwink they disabled that. They did to some degree, or that at least the hero couldn't be uh, like banned if double picked. So oh, I don't, okay. I don't. My question is, did they have like a an internal like Hoodwick can't be banned like every game going on then, or is it just that the introduction of like new bands, um, like because they added six extra bands to pubs? Um, Oh if, yeah. If those is like those are the reason that Dawnbreaker is like kind of hard to pick these days. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean it's by standard practice to ban the new hero. Um, but it should be in theory only be a fifty percent chance. Right. Yeah. But huh. maybe I'm getting unlucky. <laughs> Could be. Greg. Yes, sir. How has Dota made you feel? Dota, For the first time in a while. Yeah, Dota has made me feel great. I got to be honest. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I went from playing, you know, reliably. I used to play Theme Thursdays every week. You know, two games, three games, and then you know, I, I, because of life and stuff, I'd spend a lot of time playing bot games and the odd like you know pickup game here and there. But then for a while, I just you know I had some uh, out of game reasons why I wasn't able to play. And it was like a four-month drought where I just played like no Dota. So like to be getting back into it now, even even if it's only like one or two theme games a week, it's like amazing. I missed it so much, you know. Oh. And like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, part of it too is like you know you, you and uh, Bob Titus Andromedon, you know, friends of mine for twenty something, thirty something years. I don't know, a long time at this point. Yeah. And you know, we still talk, but like this was the hangout, you know. So right, I, right. I always felt like I was missing out. So now, uh, you know, I'm back into it and like you know, new, new patch, new hero. I'm already thinking up some themes. I have one that I'm going to make everyone play on Thursday that I'm looking <laughs> forward to. Uh, no one's going to get it. It's going to be great. Uh, very obscure, very just me. So I'm happy. <laughs> that's perfect. That's how, that's how theme should be. I, uh, I've been dying to play the new patch. I have not had a chance. I uh, played some last week, and then the patch dropped, and then it was a very busy weekend. Uh, and it's Sunday now, so I haven't had a chance yet. But we played Theme Thursday. It was a lot of fun, as always. And then afterwards, I played some Grimstroke, because I've liked that hero for a long time. And, excuse me, someone, you know, I think it was Luther, was playing Carrie, and he said, hey, does anyone play Grimstroke? And I do, and I had so much fun. I forgot how, like, exciting playing that hero was like there's always stuff to do always buttons to hit and yeah. then and then they buffed him <laughs> like a lot and i'm so excited because <laughs> like you, you had that moment of like oh yeah i like playing this guy i want to play this guy more and you had that like optimism toward your future games and then 
like 11 hours later, he receives a buff in a major patch. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. So yeah. Dota has made me feel optimistic. <laughs> Grimstruck is just one of those heroes that does it all. And you feel like, like if you are playing optimally, there's like almost nothing you can't do on this hero. And now the, the new shard edition makes it even more so where you're like defensive and aggressive and get to play with the creeps and get to play with heroes. Like, I don't know. So such a fun hero. I'm glad that they added that one. Yeah, he's good too because like you feel like you always feel like you're doing something with him. You know, like you never just like sit back and relax. Like you're active in you know performing some special action all the time. Like Dark Willow, you get a lot of that with too. You know, yeah. Those heroes are the most fun. I think it's like uh, the the formula is you either have like a really low cooldown ability or you have like the coolest long cooldown <laughs> ability, right? Like, you have, like, if you don't have, like, a Ravage, you want to be playing Bristleback, where, or maybe not Bristle, because that's a little bit too much spamming buttons, but, like, you know, the the, the good, like, 6 to 12 second cooldown. Like, that's the, yeah. that's, like, the, the blessed, you know, basic ability where you're, like, you feel so good just whipping that on, a, on any hero you see. You don't feel bad farming with it because it'll be back up. Like, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and Grimstroke has... Like, his stuff requires a little bit of thought, mm. like particularly Inkswell. And so you're always thinking, like, I think there's going to be a fight coming up here, and I'm going to put the Inkswell on this guy if we go, and then I'm going to swing around this way, and, and you can always try to get cool strokes of fate because it has, like, all the range in the game. And then Soulbind, of course, is, like, getting the double, getting the double off is great. Yeah, Grimshark is one of those rare supports that like almost feels the need to go first, and it it's kind of like I think why the hero's hard to play at times because you like need to start with an ink swell into a stun, or you need to start with like a soul bind into like a double stun or double you know nuke. Um, yeah, this hero needs to start with the silence to like counter initiate. Um, this hero is like it's okay at responding it's okay at like defending high ground and doing those kinds of things but like it really shines in like this aggressive play that i think is hard to to coach and learn but fun but more like fun to play i mean i like playing Absolutely. warlock too but like warlock is like i am in the back <laughs> and if a lot of stuff happens i will hit r <laughs> yeah um whereas you know, which is like the exact opposite of Grimstroke, as you described it, which is you kind of want to be in front. You want to be thinking about the initiation, the counter initiation. Like, you got to do stuff in quick time windows. And yeah, and, and, it, and it's hard because this hero is like really fragile. Like, yeah. really, really fragile. But he's fun. And then the, the Ags is cool, too. Particularly yeah, the, if, if, like, we were up against the Wraith King, and this degenerate, like, didn't buy. Radiance. What did he do? He, I think he may have been from the past. He went like <laughs> treads BKB. I think he just went like insta BKB. Um, and it wasn't good. It didn't work. But I really wanted a Radiance of my own, but I was unable to get one. How do you did... feel about them removing the ink over? Did you like that shard? Nah, I think it was boring. It was just like another Grimstroke ability. Hmm. I see. I mean, it's cool. Like, it's another thing to do, right? But I think making Inkswell even better is is cooler. Because it... I don't know. I think Inkswell is, like, my favorite one of his abilities. Yeah. 
And so buffing that just makes me... I love playing with, you know, a PA or Bloodseeker or someone who's going to run after people. And you can just get the whole combo off and it's fun. I saw an interesting uh, use of the Grimshirk in- Inkswell with uh, Puck. Normally not like a, a big beefy initiator you think of, but <laughs> you can phase shift and the Inkswell is still going on around you. So you're just invincible <laughs> while, 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 you know what I mean? Like you get ink swelled, wait, maybe a second blink in, uh, use your coil, maybe like throw up, throw a spell or two, and then just hide in your face shift <laughs> and stun them. God, I hate puck. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad this hero got nerfed. Um, speaking of which, you want to talk about the patch? Yes. I think it's a perfect segue. Good call. Uh, on to the news. <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. There was a patch, gentlemen. There was indeed. I heard, uh, I heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Keen listeners may have picked up some references during our Dota feelings. Um, I thought we could just go through some overall thoughts and then the kind of highlights and lowlights. And then talk about what we want to try, the weird stuff. Uh, does that sound good to you all? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. My big takeaway as it... Well, I have two, right? So the the first is, like so many other patches recently, it wasn't as big as I thought it would be in terms of really changing how the game worked. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like... There's going to be like a lot of meta shifts... And the way in which it's played, I think, is, you know, it's going to change, right? Like, you're going to be less focused on, like, pushing and de-pushing, like it used to be with, like, the Necrobook Zoo stuff. And, you know, they'll things might be more difficult to defend. The jungles will be different. The turn rates will make ranged carries better. But it, it's not like, oh, this is a different game. It's no. like, the game's very good, as I think it was last patch. And they just changed stuff up to keep it good, but just in a different way. So I'm kind of happy about that. I think that this patch like uh, addressed a lot of like issues that people brought up with the game, or like with specific heroes and items. Like it, mm. it was, it felt like they they fixed a lot of issues, and they added maybe a few things, but like there was not a lot of like necessarily like new material here. More just like reforging of. Uh, you know, heroes that we haven't seen in a while. Like, oh, mm. you you know, you need some polish here. Maybe, you know, you get a, a new uh, modifier on one of your abilities. You know, we'll slap in a new a couple new talents to replace the really broken ones and the ones that are kind of boring, like cast range and movement speed that you felt mm. like you had to take all the time. Um, but That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, so much for tree, so much about trees. Did you notice this? Oh my I think I, I, like, when I first opened the patch notes, I think I only got, like, the first, like, 15% of the page or something. It was, like, before they launched the blog, mm-hmm. the blog post. And so all, all I had to look at was, like, a couple of the items and the general changes. The general changes were all about, like, tree respawn times and stuff. And so it was just in my mind as I was looking through, like, there's a bunch of abilities that don't get rid of trees anymore. Hoodwink's shard makes a tree. Shared tangos expire, meaning fewer trees cut down. Uh, it's like it's a very 
you know, Arbor Day patch. Earth Day <laughs> is coming up. It is, right? It's April. You know, maybe this is thematic. I wonder if maybe they reduced the number of things that uh, cut down trees. You know, they changed the map a whole bunch, right? And you have a lot more, yeah. like, side paths where you can go along um, you know, uh... and, and mirror the lanes. And I have to wonder if maybe that's, like, just a way to keep those paths intact a, a little bit more. You know, yeah. I, they may not even, you know, it, it may be that I they're not thinking right. at that level, but um, maybe that's it. I don't know. Some of these, these changes, like it, it drastically changes the way that you have to like fight around the trees. Like previously, if you're playing Jakiro into Monkey King, no duh, drop the macro pyre on any <laughs> tree you ever see Monkey King jump to. No question. You know, Beastmaster, same thing. You want to throw axes all the time. I played a Beastmaster game earlier today or yesterday. Those at, they now have like basically a radius of one tree, and I think that that's been pretty much the change throughout. Is like these these like smaller spells that they only destroy like one tree each. So it's really hard to clear like a big section of forest in one go. So you know if say there's a hoodwink running through the trees, it's much harder to uh, kind of screw her and like uh, get rid of huh. all the trees at once and to to expose her. Same with Tinker, same with Monkey King, all of these heroes that love to play in uh, in the trees and on the sides of the map. So I'm, I'm realizing, I see them do well. I'm realizing now that I need to make a bunch of changes to the uh, Timber Sauce BFFs theme. <laughs> you don't have the oh, same. Oh yeah, uh, so much work for me. Come on, Valve. <laughs> yeah, this is what Valve needs to consider when making patterns. Right? This is our theme Thursdays. <laughs> they, they're taking our themes anyway. Yeah, or they took them three years ago. Probably we'll see if you go back. We'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't even seen. Oh, Gust. Okay. Knocked. If someone was knocked into the trees, they would knock down the trees, right? Yeah. There's a lot of interactions <laughs> with like bodies and trees. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Now, now they changed the Hoodwink uh, acorn shot so you can set it to autocast and spawn to like always spawn a tree. Um, and you can even hmm. do that to like spawn trees underneath of heroes and push them a tiny bit. Um, into another tree, which would break that other tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how 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 Valve intends to, to have that coded, but I'm sure we'll see some some strange tree manipulation um, and some cool plays with this this new change. Yeah, wonder- H- hoodwinks in, hoodwinks in captain's mode. Someone's going to use that, and it's going to nudge RTC just yeah. enough to get him on a cliff. <laughs> oh no! I can see it now. Honestly. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, it's actually really easy to, to cliff heroes with Hoodwing because you can just shoot a tree onto the cliff and then I, I saw oh, I yeah. saw a uh, Dataliong video about it where if you shoot the tree to a far side of the cliff and then uh, use the the net so that it like catches them on the side of the cliff with more space they will they will get cliffed there every time so hmm. free MMR <laughs> yeah well if you follow uh, Jenkins, it's free MMR for you if your boys get cliffed. That's true. That, that Troll Warlord video is insane. Oh, um, we had a strat in WLDL. We never pulled it off because I don't know if you could have gotten to the cliff quickly enough. And you probably can't, can't do it now because they moved where the spots were. We were going to do a strat where all five of us smoke but like right on spawn and cliff ourselves on the same cliff. <laughs> near one of the runes and then like as the rune spawns like five of us jump off the cliff to get a first blood and we were going to use it against one of the very good teams 
but I never had the time to figure out if you could get five heroes onto the cliff. And it would it would have had to involve like people correctly judging the yeah. distance of a Marana leap. Like I was yeah. gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, like some skewer leap, uh I don't even know blink strat. <laughs> I yeah, skewer leap blink sand king. We had a whole setup. Yeah, nature's prophet for the uh, sp- mm. uh, teleport. I, I remember yeah. hero crafting that thing with you. <laughs> well, what, what I will say about that strategy is it's probably ten times more viable because of the new changes to the map and <gasps> and to the bounty runes. Um, now it's like super encouraged to go five man fight at at like the mid lane where the the power runes uh, spawn normally. Now the bounty runes spawned before the horn. So. Oh. That's uh that's been an interesting change to get used to in my pubs. Um, you no longer really like like before you could never five man because you had to like awkwardly TP out and then if you ever wanted to lane switch it was really hard. Now I don't think I've really seen a lot of TPs because you only get one at the start of the game. But instead everybody will just kind of run to the mid lane, fight a little bit. Sometimes one or two heroes will die, but then everybody just kind of walks away to their lanes and. <laughs> quietly that's so cool i love that <laughs> yeah i I'm, I'm glad they brought back this this like mechanic and it feels like a a lot more action-packed um and like strategy focused in a way like you i think it's now imperative that you get like a, a warden sentry maybe even as the five to go fight this uh this mid this mid wow. fight and maybe even smoke behind them if you're like playing with more than three like two friends or something like that I love level one fights. I should. I, I'm excited about this. I I couldn't find a um, one thing I was kind of seeking in the patch, and if so, somebody has this, let me know. Um, I want to I want to way to level one Roche again. Mm. I don't know if it's uh. possible on this patch because they've nerfed Ursa, um, like with the previous patch. But I I want it back. <laughs> Does Arian's thing work? Arian always had that one thing. That one thing, I I don't know what this one thing is, but oh, he, did he, he never told you guys about the the ogre magi Ursa combo? No. Yeah, he had a way where he could get he could level one Roche with just ogre magi and Ursa. Well, now I want to try it out because level two <laughs> Roche drops shard, and you can like force this. Yes. If you if you can level one Roche, then you can like theoretically like minute like 13 or 14 Roche. And if you're the strongest team at minute one because you're Roshing, you're probably the strongest team at minute 14. So and if you have a hero with like a, an OP shard who gets it at 13 minutes. Exactly. Like that, that sounds really, really good for, for the ones that have like farming shards, like maybe a DK or I don't know, Night oh, Stalker. Wow. Did you like see that. the, uh, the video? I think it's on monkeys YouTube. Where it's like one of the first pubs that like the top players played after the patch, mm. and people are just suiciding to Roche before the horn to get extra TPs. <laughs> <laughs> they patched that out, <laughs> but they were doing it. <laughs> what I don't understand what the point is because don't you lose gold if you die to Roche, and you don't because get to sell the TPs? I get maybe you sell maybe you you buy out. So you, you spend all your starting yeah. money and then you just die for an extra TP. <laughs> and like, he didn't know what was going on. He's like, why are people doing this? It's great. <laughs> or actually, why are people doing this? But, <laughs> Greg, what are your overall thoughts? Do you have any? Well, so, broad? you know, like I said, I haven't, uh, I haven't been playing much lately. And uh, like all this talk of shards, they're very exciting to me. 
but I haven't actually ever bought one because I haven't played in the time of shards. But um, yeah, I know. I mean, they, they sound great, but um, for me, the surprising thing with the patch is that they just like completely ignored the fact that the, the whole crossover opportunity was there for the anime. Like they put nothing, <laughs> nothing at all into the patch to even associate it's actually zero. In, like there's just nothing. I mean, it's valve. I'm not very surprised, but I am surprised, you know, it, it seemed like a big deal. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's a really good call. Like, do you think there's going to be, and this is to, to everyone, do you think there's going to be like a cosmetics patch? Because there's no cosmetics that came out with this. And I'm some kind of weirdo who's upset because he doesn't have the option to give money <laughs> to something he already enjoys for free. But like there were no cosmetics. There could have been a, a Marcy Courier or a uh, that little guy who hung out with Davion Courier. Bram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there could have been something related to the anime. There could have been something related to fan bundles. There could have been something related to the Ar- <laughs> the Spectre Arcana. There's a lot on the Valve to-do list, but I guess that they thought, like, oh, we'll just put out a patch and these stupid Dota players will, will be, you know, will shut up for a while, at least. Um, I gotta say I forgot about pretty much all of those things going like <laughs> like i knew that like i was expecting them for the patch and then the patch came out and i was like "Ooh, hero changes like let me go see what abaddon has going on now like i don't know it's it's uh it's kind of sad that we like haven't gotten these things yeah the fan bundles like i'm still waiting i'm gonna i'm gonna end up buying fan packs for teams that are like eliminated from tier two I'm not going to have a chance to buy like a Vic and GG pack. I'm imagining like uh, they release fan bundles with like voice lines from players, and they have voice lines from players that aren't even on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, like that's a hundred percent what's going to happen if they don't if they haven't already. Every OG voice line is mid one. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And they all reference that Anna's not in the team right now. Well, um, yeah, spoiler for our, our Dota news discussion later how about we look at the patch in terms of what your favorite things are and what your least favorite things are you know we don't have to go through the whole thing because it's you know pages and pages and pages long but just like discrete things where you're like ah this is something I really like this is something I don't like how about Sam first sure so I think one of the, the things I like is that they've added a lot of like uh, farming options onto carry heroes or heroes that we consider carries that didn't really have them before. Hmm. Um, CK is like an obvious one that comes to mind. Has now has a fifteen talent with cleave. Like I, that. Thank hmm. you for like three. You know, three <laughs> years people have been wondering how to build this hero to be like a, a carry. And they're like, you can't go Battle Fury because you're an illusion hero. And you, you you can't go Midas because it's a useless item. And Armlet falls off. Like, no, just, you know, now you have this talent that, like, that gives you a way to, to scale. And to, like, actually contest other carries in their farm. DK, I feel like the same. Like, some of these shards are just, like, objectively really good ways to farm. And they... They give you some, like, late-game presence that these heroes didn't have. Also, things like, I don't know, AoE stuns for DK in the form of, like, five and a half seconds. 
sure. That's that sounds <laughs> yeah. that sounds fine. Um, and things I didn't like. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be nitpicky here. I I hate the CM shard. I really I don't find I think that the 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 old one I just liked way better. And this one is like it's memey and it's kind of ridiculous the things you can do with it. Like for example, you can start channeling your ultimate and then blink in. That's totally fine. Or you can get Darkseer surged and run at max movement speed with the uh, whatever frost field going around you. I didn't realize you could blink. Yeah. I mean obviously you could, but it, it never occurred to me. Yeah, as and I think it's I think it's stupid because it's really easy to cancel regardless. And moving and moving doesn't help you evade most stuns unless you're playing like right. against a Nyx or something in which case he just spiked carapaces. But regardless, the those are like my my like big ups and big downs. Yeah. Those make sense. I'll say my cheers is getting rid of Necro Book. Not because I hated Necrobook, I was kind of getting into it at the, by the end of the patch. But just because it was so obviously what you had to do on certain heroes mm-hmm. that it wasn't like it, it took away the choices uh in a lot of respects. Like it's like Beastmaster's built around Zoo, so that makes sense, but like Enigma built Necrobook. Tusk had that goofy Necrobook thing. A dazzle core went Necro. Like, yeah. if you had anything that could leverage Necrobook, you kind of had to do it or you were griefing. So, and it was annoying. So I have a question for you. Um, yeah. If you think that, like, Necrobook sort of took away choices, it being removed, now there's only one and it's upgrade item that... Uh, allow for like micro kind of and like additional units yeah what do you think of the changes to helm dom and helm of the overlord oh good question um helm dom i think it's better than people give it credit for because i suspect they're like i think the active abilities and passives and stuff of some of these things are really good it's just so expensive but I suspect it's slightly better than people give it credit for. Alright. But I think but I think it's like a situation where it's better than you give it credit for, but it still costs two thousand three hundred and fifty gold, and so it's not as good as the comparable things. Like it's it's less worse than people think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still worse, like so do you I don't know what to do with it. Do you think that the heroes that previously brought Necrobook will be buying Helm of the Overlord now that you can get two units, including ancient units? I couldn't hurt for a Beastmaster. I mean you might as well. Yeah. I I, I like this item a lot now. I think it's I think it's pretty good. I think you get to rush it on a couple of heroes. Rush the Overlord. Yeah. I think ancient because there's farm stimulants and like uh fighting steroids on the ancients that i think are like really nuts and the the numbers have been tuned such that this is pretty sick i think which ones do you like do you like the the ankylosaurus with the attack speed thing i like the dragon and the the big is it an ankylosaurus or is it it's not a stegosaurus (laughs) it's a 
don't yeah, know the, the dinosaur. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a dinosaur, whatever kind <laughs> right. of dinosaur. But they are pretty good. I I'm sad that they nerfed the the little dinosaurs. They used to give uh, ac- like accuracy. I don't think they do anymore. Huh. They give something weird. Yeah, I've always been like kind of unaware of the creep uh, abilities and stuff. It's you know whenever I get like lucky with a doom, it's like oh. Ooh, I got a good one this time, you know. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just icing. Yeah. Well, I I, I like made myself a, a rule for for Chen games when I started spamming the hero that if it was like a winning game and it was a good game, like I don't consider games to be won on Chen unless I get an Ags and get an Ancient Creep. <laughs> so yeah. So I I'm a big believer in these Ancient Creeps. Um, I love them a lot actually. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, Doom is weird now, but I guess he's supposed to be good. Hard to say. The, the Very hard to say. The lack of regen with uh, Scorched Earth is weird. I, I don't like that. Yeah, but what if, like, you just buy a couple Tangos and you're good? And your I don't ar- know. Your armor converts to, like, less regen you have to have. It's true. Yeah. And, and I think in some cases you would rather have... Uh, high armor because it's like better for trading than high regen like this hero used to have where yes like you'll you'll be able to recover after the fight potentially but it's more time you have to walk away from lane because mm. you're like low health and don't feel comfortable farming it and you can still get 100 to zeroed because you have such low armor and honestly like kind of like mediocre stats so mm. I'm I'm looking forward to not being like a a very very sad Three Doom. <laughs> uh, this patch. Yeah, Doom's. I like Doom. I think he's back in the rotation. My jeer goes to the hoodwink changes. I when I started reading through the patch notes, I got to hoodwink, and I saw that she was added to Captain's mode, which is exciting. I can't wait to see that. But then she got an Ags, and she got an Ag Shard, and they all do like eight different things. And I strongly suspect that they synergize with her other abilities, but I do not have time to think about that. So I didn't even finish reading her changes and I just went to Huskar. <laughs> uh, also, my but my biggest jeer has to be um, that no avid listener will be surprised. The reference to backswing, <laughs> Greg knows this from our Google chat, uh, it's not backswing. It's follow-through. And they call it backswing. It's like the opposite of backswing. Is, I hate that. Is this <laughs> just like a angry old baseball man rant? Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> because people always refer to the follow-through in an animation as the backswing. And it's like in tennis, in hockey, in whatever other... The backswing is like the wind-up. So... So it should be wind up and follow through, not backswing. It's unclear. And they, although I thought the patch notes were copy edited better than they normally are, um, I'm very upset with the constant references to backswing. Greg. Yes, sir. How about your cheers and jeers? What you got? Well, first thing I do any patch is I scroll down to Earthshaker because he's my boy. <laughs> and uh, Fair enough. You know, I was checking out his changes. Not a lot of changes, but uh, the Enchant Totem change is pretty interesting to me. I... 
I realized that like I did rely on the true strike from time to time. Like it was always nice to have that against PA uh, something. You know, like hmm. I spent a long time early in Dota being surprised that I uh, I was hitting the person who I expected to miss, and then I actually read the ability and figured out how to true strike, <laughs> and then I was very happy yeah. to have it. And now I'm a little sad that it's lost, but. Uh, the scepter changes to this. I mean, Jim, you know very well. I always rush a, scep- a scepter on the shaker. Uh, to yes. much to your disapproval, but that's part <laughs> of why I do it at this point. And uh, you know, they changed the range of the leap, and I'm curious to know whether he travels at the same speed or if he's a little quicker. Because if it's the same speed and he goes the shorter distance, uh, I, you know, if he's like in the air for the same amount of time, I'm not happy. But if it's uh, you know, if he's in the air for a little bit less time, that's good. Um, but then there's that cleave on the scepter. So mm. I initially thought, like, all right, I'm not going to buy the scepter. I will buy a blink. I'll make Jim happy. But now that it's got a cleave, I'll just farm the blink after my scepter that much faster. See? So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It does solve the problem. Yeah, so I've talked myself back into it. Uh, initially, it was going to maybe be a jeer, but it's, it's back in the cheers column. And uh, I got to say, for my jeers... Uh, Shadow Shaman losing the cast range talent I think hurts him a lot and that's another hero that I love to play but you know he's just so squishy and you know it helped so much to be able to get the cast range but losing that um, I will die a lot more often and I'm not looking forward to that yeah I feel like Shadow Shaman is maybe the the, like the biggest culprit of uh, abusing cast range and I think uh, is in part like a large reason (laughs) why they are removing these cast range talents because <laughs> at the major there were just like some really really long uh shackles from like ridiculous range and i honestly can can understand if you don't want to play storm spirit and like be hexed and shackled from like a thousand range when you're like casually ball lightning lightning across the map or something like yeah it's probably a change it's for the good of the game it's just for the bad of the greg you know <laughs> yes so definitely <laughs> definitely for the for the good of many and not for the good of greg <laughs> yeah and the the long shackles look so silly yeah the, like that probably contribute like if it was a long fiend's grip i don't think it, it wouldn't hit quite as hard <laughs> as watching those long shackles especially with the tongue uh the frog tongue cosmetic I think Fly has like the the tongue cosmetic and like made some ridiculous shackle in lane with like it maxed out where like he was like it looked like he was like licking him while he was at the small camp like literally from his safe lane tower and it was <laughs> it was one of the sillier um like images at the at the major I think but yeah thank good riddance cast range it's kind of it's it's boring as a support to like buy you have nothing defensive for you or your team. Just, I can do my things from further. True, true. Yeah. So thinking about the patch and going forward, uh, if we do have opportunities to play this patch, uh, Greg, is there anything you want to try? What are you excited about? So uh, this one's a little uh, unorthodox for me, um, but Broodmother, like I read the changes and I initially was like, oh, this is a huge nerf to her. She's going to be like, terrible and i think overall it might be a nerf to her in the way you know like i don't think she's gonna be picked as much she's not just that she still will wind up being a push uh monster you know after level six but losing the spiderlings early on but gaining insatiable hunger uh makes her more of a me type hero like i i like having the early farm steroid that does not rely on me 
uh, well, let's be honest, feeding spiders to my opponent. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to giving her a try. I think I'll do better with her. I mean, I'm not top level competitive uh, by any means, but like at the level I play, I think this is good for me. So I'm happy about that. Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I think it's a good point. Yeah. So you want to take out Brood? I, I want to try Brood, yes. And uh, like I said, you know, my I think my mid-opponents used to rejoice when I would pick Brood because they would just get so much extra gold. But uh, now the game has taken that away from me, and it's going to help me. <laughs> yeah. Last time, what, what, last time I played Brood, it was because I wanted to play Arc Warden, and someone picked Arc Warden on the other team. And I just... Googled up the Dota buff for what hero beats Arc Warden. <laughs> and I picked Brood and it worked. He was a very sad Arc. Interesting. Sam, what are you looking forward to? So I picked a few, I think, things that I want to look forward to. Um, That's all good. I Go want to try uh, Dazzle Shard into Illusion Heroes. This used to be yes. like the biggest counter to Dazzle, and now it's like you are just owned as soon as this hero gets a shard because he has a 1.25 second hex on his poison touch, which is AoE. So, goodbye, I don't think Naga. you can pick Terrorblade or Naga into Dazzle. Like, I think it's just you just don't do it. I saw it against a PL and just getting rid of eight of his illusions. Like, what? <laughs> And I mean, it, and in other ways, Dazzle is just countered by illusions because, like, you kind of rely on like having more numbers with Dazzle. If that makes any sense, because of the way your heal yeah. works and your your save. Um, so yeah, Dazzle's looking pretty sharp. Um, I want to try Dawnbreaker. Still have not yet tried her in a pub <laughs> because it's been banned so often. Um, I I I have this like. Oh, this guilty, this guilty pleasure that I know I'm gonna love playing this hero is like a weird, untraditional un support slash like, you know, utility three. Uh, that whereas most people I think like her as like a high damage three or like a carry. So yeah, I'm looking forward to trying her. And then, even though there weren't really any changes that like necessarily directly affect this, I want to try um, because I saw. Um, this video about it um medusa late game silver edge because when you get the 25 talent that your um your split shot uh, applies modifiers you can break like five heroes at once if you're if you do this right <laughs> so i i've i've theory crafted this as like the perfect counter to like a uh a, a an all passive team is you just <laughs> you just pick up a, Medu a late game silver edge and now that they've they've actually buffed silver edge in a way that i kind of yeah. like on medusa giving it like mana regen and int and things that th that this item for some reason gives now um i forgot that they changed it like three times uh and i think it would be it would be pretty interesting and pretty funny to to do in like a theme thursday See, you need an IO on your team as well, also with Silver Edge yes. at 25. Oh. You get the double break. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> or or you could go like IO Witchblade. I don't know. If, actually, I don't know if that would exactly work, but it would be really funny to see like the break and then a bunch of poison like sent out. <laughs> and, well, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. How does Witchblade work with medusa 25 I, I would assume it works in the same way as quiver where you only get it on one of them and not all of them 
Whichever one hits first or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Because even with the Silver Edge thing, um, I think you have to attack and then Silver Edge like while the attack is like midair. Because oh. because the the attacks land in weird ways. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like like so if you do it like if you just like because they, they all have like they come out at different times and they have different travel times, so you need to like hit them you need to hit Silver Edge while it's like midair, I think. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds fun, and I like abusing bugs and weird mechanics in this game, so why not? Honestly, Silver Edge is pretty good for her. I mean, attack speed and damage, all stuff she needs. Active movement speed, defensive tools, yeah. It's not bad. I'm in favor of it. We'll do it. All right. Uh, The things I'm looking to try, I want to play more Grimstroke, as I mentioned. He's even better, so I'll just keep, keep riding that boy. And then uh, Dazzle. I love Dazzle. Uh, I love, I've always liked Dazzle. I've played Dazzle Core a bunch of times. I think, I suspect that the CDR from Bad Juju is OP. And my position on the Fourth Spirit Discord discussion was that Dazzle would have been one of those weird offlaners that someone like Zai plays if Zai had just played it at some point. Like, I bet there's a build for Dazzle that's good enough to be able to use, like, a 70% uptime Lotus Orb late in the game. <laughs> or a 80% uptime Glimmer Cape, or, or any of the other ludicrous things you can have with the 50% cooldown reduction. You Are you ready for my Zai prediction? What, he, what he's going to be doing in the offlane in, like, two months? Yes. I think that at least one, maybe 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 not even a professional team, but I think there will definitely be professional players that try Bane three in pubs oh. because of this reworked shard and the scepter. Now you have like fiends grip on like a fifty second cooldown with the scepter, and you have to, like you get the two illusions that will channel it for you, so you can still do do things while fiends gripping, which was part of the limitation of this hero, and you have a way to farm with your shard. So I think this is like the, I think they've, it's come to the, the, like not the, the climax, but the peak, I guess, peak Bane right now. And you also get with one point in Feeble, a 45% attack and health restoration reduction. Oh no. (laughs) Sounds like an offlaner to me. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. That's pretty cool. Brainsap has like some pretty good damage talents too, right? It's been a while since I played Bane. Yeah, they they just, yeah. they gave him a cooldown talent for it, and I think uh, I yeah, think that's three it. second cooldown. So it's down to a, an eight second cooldown. There's a plus one fifty damage heal talent twenty five. That's a twenty five. All right, that's still four fifty pure. It's oh wait, it is pure every. Still. Yeah, I think they changed it to magic at one point and changed it back to pure. Yeah. Oh, scepter cooldown one point five. Is that still? No, no, they kept it in there for some reason, but it's. <laughs> I believe that, that is not still in the game. Um, I, I saw that, that too. Dota, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know what? They they need to pay a copy editor to go through this. Why not me? Just pay me to go fix all of your copy issues and all the ability tooltips and all that. Valve. Well, I'll work for hats. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to undercut you, Sam. That oh. means we can get a job. Go yeah, they, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Please, sorry, Valve. I, I didn't really mean it. I do have a job. Uh, but yeah, Dazzle on everything. I think the build is Hammer Greaves. I think that's the offline build. What? Yep. All right. You, you rush you rush a Meteor Hammer just because it's a good item. Mm. And CDR is always nice to have. And then Greaves at 20 second cooldown. It's wild. That is fired off all the time. And then Lotus Orb because you have 70% uptime. And no one can kill anyone. It's, you know, Seb's going to be casting Lotus Orbs and Greaves on Ana uh, at the next TI. Speaking of which, the DPC starts again this week and OG has a slight roster change. Very slight. Surprising absolutely no one. Anna is back to play carry for OG. And by a new name, too, I believe. Registered Ooh. with registered under the name Humble God. <laughs> Humble God. I like that name. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's very it's very Anna, I feel like. And very OG. Yeah. Uh so um yeah, I mean we all knew this was gonna happen. It's cool. Otherwise, is there anyone that you all are particularly interested in? Uh, and DPC, excited about seeing whatever. Rooting for. Mm. Any thoughts? I'll start. I'm excited about Simply Two Based, which I, I do wish they would get a sponsor because I don't care for that title that much. But they are Monkeys Forever and Z Freaks team in NA, and they won the second division last year, so they're in the first division this year. I like Monkey's content, and Z-Freak is one of my favorite players. He's, like, super good and just never ends up on very good teams. Brood, so I root for them. Brood, and he seems, like a, he seems like a nice boy. Brood patch they may mean uh, Monkey's is back in. Know. Yeah, maybe, right? He's, like, level 28 Brood or whatever on Dota Plus. Yeah, I saw him on stream the other day uh, talking with another player in the first division. I don't remember who, but... Uh, the player asked him, "Oh, like, what do you think of the new brood changes?" And Monkey's just re- re- responds, "Yeah, I don't think I could tell you. Uh, I don't think we can talk about this anymore. Uh, we're in the same division, bro." <laughs> and I'm, like, yep. I'm like, "You go, Monkey's. You you keep that competitive advantage." Yep, Brood, Bat, and uh, Furion. That's it. This is only that's his hero pool, but I like him. Yeah. Um. You. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, we we also neglected to talk about uh, another roster change. Um, Nigma. they dropped Weeha last, oh, yeah. like a week ago, and replaced him with ILTW, which I feel like is a pretty a pretty good match. Like, I, I could see that, that working out. I, I didn't really like Weeha's, uh hero pool, at least on the last patch, particularly, so maybe time yeah, for a change. I, yeah, I feel like does this mean Miracle's going to play mid, probably? Isn't ILTW like a safe lane carry? Mm, I think I could be wrong. I don't watch ILTW that much, but he's bounced yeah. back and forth okay. for the most part. And, those, I, yeah. and I think that he, I'm pretty sure, played mid for BP instead of Epileptic Kid. Um, hmm. But I'm I could be wrong about that. No, that might be. There's lots of those guys who can play multiple positions. So. Yeah, and Miracle himself is, of course, one of those players that we've seen play in multiple lanes before. So, who knows where this this Nigma team is really going? Maybe, maybe that's a good sign, though, because I always loved back when they had Matumbaman how they could switch things up. 
Uh, and like Secret does that now with Nisha and Matumba Man. And maybe ILTW will kind of open that up again because Weha never really played one or at least safe lane. Um, so now maybe they have the option to flex those guys around. That could be cool. Yeah, I I think that ILTW is like a little bit less uh, farm intensive and like greedy of a player as compared to Weha in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that opens up more space for Miracle. So huh, we'll see. Um, Greg, are you hoping for any uh, any big revivals this season of DPC? I, I mean, I always I always root EG just because I have for so long. Like, oh, what a fanboy! It's too late to change allegiances. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in too deep. But uh, you know, it, like with the loss, you know, they haven't had Sumail in a while, right? He's been gone for quite some time from EG. Yeah, um, yeah, and like. You know, I always did enjoy watching him play, so uh, I'm kind of split between uh, EG and I, honestly, whoever Samuel is playing for now, I I do not know. Um, but I don't know. Where is he? Is he anywhere? No, he's not picked up by team currently. Really? Well, wow. I'm, as far as I know, I'm rooting for his new squad whenever he forms it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not suggesting any changes, Sam, but he could be a valuable addition to your, your team. I don't know who you'd get rid of. Nothing, you know. Yeah, I mean... We, He's there. We have been on the market for a mid player. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> we have this... Uh, this uh, <laughs> I I can't even can't even continue blaming Arian. <laughs> um... Yeah, I I don't know who I'm rooting for. This season is I'm I'm excited to see a lot of uh teams develop. I think that maybe I'll say like a mixture of new Navi and new new techie, no techies. Um I'm kind of sad I because Navi kicked general for Ramses and then I watched like this very like uh dramatic kind of like uh resigned like uh instagram live that general had where he was just like talking about how sad he was that he he was like kicked and like it kind of like caught him by surprise or whatever and i don't know i don't i didn't catch like all of it but he he, his face was like the the most puppy dog eyes i've ever seen so ah he was so good yeah he's he's a great player um and it's it's sad that he kind of got caught up in the roster shuffles, but maybe he'll he'll end up on like a commanding team, uh, if not this season, then next. Nice. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Uh, I'll be excited to follow that too. Want to do uh, some noobs ass noobs? Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. The first question is from Uncle Bourbon. He says, what is the Dota equivalent of the Doom Slayer? What is the Doom I don't know what that means. I don't know. Do you have any idea, Greg? It's like like the, the main character from Doom, isn't it? Like... Yeah, yeah. Doom guy he's, or Doom Marine. Yeah, he's like you when you play Doom. Oh. I've, I've got to say, I don't think I've ever played Doom. I don't... That could... I mean, that it's possible because you're younger than us. Yeah, <laughs> I... 
I don't know, lived in a cardboard box. I don't know. I, like, just didn't get a lot of games growing up and didn't have, like, a lot of, uh, like, I just built a PC maybe two years ago. So oh, okay. I was mostly a console gamers and, and I was, uh, I was like a couple of generations behind even then. So, <laughs> Missed yeah. So out. I guess he's just like the player stand in, right? Yeah. Like, like who's the main, who's the main character in my head. I just have like, um, your little, like, you know, heads up, uh, status window of yourself, uh, that you would see at the bottom of the screen where like the face would just get more and more bloody like just such like a square head and I'm trying to think of like who in Dota represents <laughs> square head the most and I'm having a hard time coming up with someone but, that's a good call like a real Henry Rollins yes yeah, very much so yes who's the Henry Rollins of Dota <laughs> now I think of this and now I'm like trying to think of heroes with flags now I'm like do we have a theme with flags? I don't think so. Maybe like maybe like oh, sorry, go ahead. Base Nyx kind of like gives me Doomslayer vibes in a way, and like the 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 way you like play is very like kind of brutal. You just like go blow people up. I don't know. If that's like a I don't know. Maybe I'm like insulting a bunch of Doom players by saying that, but <laughs> I mean, who plays a bunch of Doom players? Like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess there was a new Doom, right? Oh, there's always a new Doom. There's been <laughs> there's been many new Dooms. <laughs> I remember playing Doom in like high school. I, yeah. So I just associate Doom as being like one of those like really like janky uh, like FPS games that's like reminds me of, like Quake or uh, there's like yeah there were a bunch of like other similar shooter games but they they kind of had like weird like uh, grainy graphics and just like a lot of blood and. That was yep. sort of the core game. Yeah, I think he got it. So maybe Bloodseeker. I was thinking, oh, Bloodseeker's a good one. That that actually and he has that. That is good. Yeah, it actually actually makes a lot of sense. I was gonna say Jug because he's like the generic main character. Mm. He's like the Mario hero, and so maybe that makes him that. I don't know. Tough question. For real. <laughs> that Charlie asks, how do you feel about the format of the major that we just watched? Between wildcard group stage and then the bracket, Thunder Predator, our Peruvian overlords, played almost three times as many games as Evil Geniuses with a way higher win rate, but finished far below. Feels a bit harsh. Well, they got into the wildcard and group stage because they didn't perform well in the league, right? Yeah, I mean they only got they got second in their division, which uh, okay. and Beast Coast came first, but didn't get to go to the major because of COVID. Oh yeah, right. So I think like there's a certain extent to like yeah you if you were coming from like the lower division or I mean the the wild card like group stage whatever, um, you should have to prove yourself a little bit. But I think immediately getting slotted into playoffs is probably a bad choice so maybe there's like a middle ground where there's like an additional step there that like your your like reigning teams from the dpc get to like slide in on like day two instead of day one maybe they have a bye week i don't know i don't know what the solution is here uh but especially since i'm not like the format guy at wld uh but oh god <laughs> it doesn't <even> start <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i 
I like seeing round robins where everybody plays and you get to see everybody face off against everybody, but obviously that's not like uh feasible for a lot of tournaments, I think. And True. and it's not like a it doesn't give you a lot of necessarily hype series. It gives you a lot of really random series and you're like, well, Nigma beat Liquid and Liquid beat Alliance, but Alliance beat Nigma. Who's the best team of the three? Oh, <laughs> Like and then you get tiebreakers and whatnot that make it like kind of a, a mess. But you always have tiebreakers True. in Dota, so who cares? Yeah, I my thought was that it's because the majors are somewhat less important vis a vis the leagues, the like the seasons that are played leading up to the majors. I thought that the idea was you're giving more to that regular league because they want to promote the regular league. So it matters more to have done well there. It's not just about qualifying for the major, essentially. Yeah. Um, but you're right that like being seated right into the upper bracket without even playing group stages is, is maybe too much. Because now it like it advances your uh, like potential lead of DPC points or whatever, right? Because there's no way mm. you can possibly fall like last in the major if you slot in during playoffs you then have like a higher chance to go get points and there's less teams overall that are getting points because the the teams that already came into the the major with some points are going to probably leave the major with some point with some extra points it's right. it's like a i don't know rich get richer type of situation yeah that's a very good point actually like yeah i don't like that <laughs> i'm i'm wholly unqualified to answer the question myself what you've just said makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that um, there is a world in which we this this isn't very like Dota like I think or DPC like, but in which we you you use the DPC to qualify for majors, but we kind of give like a clean slate and just let the major mm -hmm. be its own thing and let like its own internal meta and own uh, kind of standings develop. I think that that's like a, a cool, interesting way to go about. Um, framing these majors and it's it's more likely to result in these crazy storylines right where you you don't walk in assuming that thunder predator the only sa team available is gonna get like you know they're whatever rocked in the first round but instead like they they have a chance to go prove themselves in the group stage like they did and mm -hmm. like therefore you know seed up against uh a team that they you know that like like you you did win the group stage essentially you should right. you should have a better seating i think in the playoffs and unfortunately they did not they got they got the uh, seated right into the into secret who at the time we thought were like the best team yeah. so it, it it felt really weird i agree um yeah i guess to round that out <laughs> no no they're all good points I, th I think they'll probably figure it out maybe more for the next one Rex Cow asks, "Is there a WLD mascot?" I don't think so. The Ursa Bear in our uh, WLDL. Um, That's true. We have an logo. Ursa Bear in our WLDL logo. There's a there's an Ursa with a cowboy hat on one, on some of our merch. Um, I can't think of anything. No one, none of the original guys had a pet they used to talk about, right, Greg? Not that I recall. No. I mean, uh, is it, could the mascot be like a uh, a coffee uh, cup or something? You know, 
from back in the Sabon days. <laughs> uh, it, it could be that seed lip, that oh, non-alcoholic spirit. <laughs> we'll we'll make my snake Tara the mascot of WLDO or WLDO. All right. Yeah, all right. Tara's Tara's good. Does Tara like seed lip? The number one non-alcoholic spirit available in I don't know, Eastern Ohio. Um I don't know. I'll I'll have to to go run and get some and try. It's really expensive. <laughs> really expensive. What for non-alcoholic spirits? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Sabone, the uh the Podfather came back for like episode 300 or something. Um he just talked about how he was really enjoying Seedlip. And I'd never and like no one had ever heard of it before. And I didn't buy because it, it was very expensive. But if I remember right too, it's like it's not produced here in the states, right? So it's like you know, like, it's like thirty pounds. Plus, then you have to you know, bring it into the states. <laughs> I have to do math yeah. to get this. Come on, <laughs> like this is not. I just want to buy a drink. I'd say it actually does look kind of neat. You know, I'm not a big drinker, so the, the idea right. of it, like I I would try it, not for like fifty bucks, but I would try it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get some for the next land party in your backyard. <laughs> there you go. The seed at Luth. I'm sorry. I'm I'm on the Seedlip site right now, and I can get the Seedlip brunch kit for forty eight fifty pounds. So whatever that works out to. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll have it for tea. Yeah. At your uh, at the party, Luther asks a real Dota question: How to get to Archon as a position one? I feel as though I've stagnated playing Dota. I've explored most carries at least once and found a few I enjoy. But the process of gaining MMR has basically ground to a halt. What can I do to get out of this forced 50 or less rut and start moving positively again? So I played with Lucer on Thursday. I thought he was really good. And you just played a game with him, Sam. That's true. Um, I'm not going to like call the dude out. Uh, but he was pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. I mean... I gave him a DD. I said, go have a fun time with that. I'm going <laughs> to farm. I feel like uh, he secured an early game. I think um, to like answer the question and not just talk about yeah. how, not just gush about Luther. Um, yeah. I think that playing pause one, uh, there's like two things to do. One, stop blame, like uh, not necessarily calling anybody out here or anything like that, but just stop blaming your other teammates. Like a lot of this game is going to fall on you and you have an outsized uh, like portion of the decision making and like important choices in this game as the one with the most farm and having to take up the most space. Um, I think number two, you need to like work on the, the mechanics and the um, like patterns of getting to like your 15 or 20 minute timings, right? You, If you're mm. playing a hero that builds Battle Fury, you need to make sure that like every single creep you can possibly get, that you get, or that you're at least like in XP range. Like You don't want to miss out on any bits of farm in the laning stage, so really narrowing down, slimming down any like extra fat or any extra, you know, um, unnecessary movement and like bloated kind of decision-making you might have in, in those first 20 minutes. And then the rest of the game kind of feels much easier if you shore up the, the first like part of your early game, I think, as a as a carry and as a core in general. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just the uh, like hyper-efficiency 
thing, right? Just get as efficient as you possibly can be. Yeah. If you're being more efficient than the enemy team, uh, and especially the enemy carry, then you're probably going to win. Just like assuming that you have similar decision-making skills. Yeah. And there's a patch. True. So just, just play Huskar, probably. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if you're looking to specifically grind MMR, which I'm not that interested in, but I would say finding and abusing the most busted and broken heroes and items of this patch, that's generally the best way to, to gain MMR. And to to play them in good games and not play them in bad games. Ah, uh, it's a trick. That is the trick. <laughs> well, yeah, so Luther, let's stack. You play Huskar, because he looks like he's OP. I'll play Dazzle because I want to play Dazzle anyway, uh, and we'll we'll go own people. So, of course, I never Q ranked, so it won't help you. Yeah, well, a little bit of an oversight. It's okay. <laughs> this is a small one. Ten Speed asks, "What removed item mechanic interaction do you want back in the game? Uh, that could be at any point, not just something that was removed in this patch." Uh, he says the correct answer is to bring back the side shop, even though he loves everyone having their own courier. I, I'm kind of with uh, him. I, I miss the side shop a lot. Yeah, side shop was awesome. I remember going to the side shop in Turbo Games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even when I could just get whatever I wanted. Uh, I think you could kill this game overnight if you brought back orbs. Like, like if you just if you just made like all like you just said every attack modifier is now an orb and none of them stack. I think like at least fifty percent of the player base would like un would, like uninstall Dota right then and there. Yeah, do you, yeah, you remember like the transition call. period while they were doing that? Like some things were no longer orbs. Like, <laughs> uh, it was so drawn out. It was just Scotty that was an orb yeah. at the end. We were, <laughs> we were, we were, it was like Scotty's too broken, guys. We can't let it stack with anything else. If you get Maelstrom procs, like it. No, Ice Frog's brain exploding. <laughs> and now they stacked everything, and they're like, oh, we got to give more stuff to Scotty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, orbs would be dreadful. I remember, like, it was like what item you picked up in certain order, too, right? It was, yeah. There, you could there, change. There were so many weird things. That's that's what the last time I played Hoskar uh, consistently was when his Burning Spears was an orb. And... I, you had to like, you could you, you could only pretty much click it like you never wanted to auto cast it so you were like, www like you had to like uh, <laughs> like spam ping it and then like like stop doing it when you wanted the life steal and it was like playing this balancing game. I only played back then balancing game heroes where like you directly traded HP for like either allies HP or like enemies HP. So I only played IO with the old overcharge and Huskar. <laughs> And Weaver, because you could, like, convert your own HP back. I only played those heroes. I don't know why. Now you could play uh, OD. Oh, yeah. That's true. I can... I want to I wanna see if you can... I don't know if it's possible to, like, deny yourself. But now that it's 100% mm. um, mana to health, I don't know how, exactly if this is how it works, but I want to, like, drain all of my mana on a Pugna Ward and then swap with the spell while I have zero mana and see what happens. <laughs> The Pugna Ward kills you. <laughs> yeah, like, does, does the Pugna Ward hit you first, and then you're not? So I think the Pugna Ward would hit, you'd lose all of your mana, and then I don't know what happens when the cast time ends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
All right, I think we have a we have a new plan here. <laughs> Got to try this out, and and you would be the only um, OD shard purchased on Totobuff, I think. <laughs> Probably. No one knows how the, no one knows how the thing works. Yeah, that's really, it's, it's uh, bad. Yeah, I mean, I think the side shop is probably the correct answer. Get brown boots, finish your treads. I mean, there were weird situations where, like, you could buy treads there, but you ha- had to bring parts of phase boots mm-hmm. on the courier. Mm. That stuff was kind of annoying. I'm okay with bringing back the side shop, but I don't want it at the sides anymore. I want it, like, in the dumbest place possible. Like, I want it in the middle of the river. So, <laughs> so if you want to go to the side shop, like, you you were too lazy to buy items at home. Like, no, 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 no. You got to go to the most dangerous part of the map to buy your items. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and it's open right from the beginning so like mid like you keep missing last hits because you're opening the shop menu because like the the shopkeeper's just chilling right where the creeps are meeting <laughs> you can't see stuff i think that they should they should add like a second roshan pit but inside is just a side shop and then they should have it like a like almost be like the three cup monty <laughs> so like you don't know which one has the side shop and which one has roche <laughs> until you go and like into the pit and see yeah, and Roche aggros once you enter. Oh, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so th- that's the answer, Ted Speed. We, uh, that, you gotta you gotta risk Roche aggro instead of shopping. That, that instead of finishing out your boots. That's the removed mechanic yes. that we won back <laughs> in the game. Yeah, I know it was there at one point, uh, at one point. <laughs> That Charlie asked, now that the patch has disappointed those going for anime tie-ins, like our friend Greg. No Marcy hero. Marcy was never going to be a hero. Marcy's a courier. If you look at the the promotional materials on Steam, like Marcy's not even on the the promotional materials. I don't know why I feel so strongly about this. What should we campaign for next? A Marcy silencer persona, which I think is very clever and I like it. Hmm. I would love to see like some anime personas. Like people mentioned Fimrin being similar to PL. That would be a yes. cool one. Like that would be. I sick. would always play that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good one. I don't understand people who don't like. I. I got a little bit of a grudge where against people that that have the the AM persona and then are like, no, I think it's too ugly. I'm not gonna play it. Like what? <laughs> like what? What other? cosmetics do you have that look better than a persona like this just changes your whole hero why would you never not want to play it yeah i i it's in my rotation for am mm. i never play am anyway but i have the uh i have this stupid one that looks like he has a warm-up shirt on <laughs> looks like he's wearing like a like an athletic t-shirt and then a blindfold and it looks really dumb and i love that so that's that and the persona are my two in rotation i think if because the persona looks too good that's why i don't pick it sometimes fair yeah i i think if they made a marcy silencer persona um which i don't think they would i think that's a little too on the nose um i i don't know i have a really sick silencer cosmetic i have like the the cool hat and the shield and all that it makes him kind of mm. seem like a almost out of like a castlevania meets like uh i don't know yeah western yeah, yeah, it's like almost like a cowboyish hat. Yeah, so I think I'd I'd still use the Marcy persona. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see some of these anime characters come into the 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 game a little bit more. Like yeah. the existing character, 
the existing characters that were in the anime didn't really look all that different. You know, like like Murano was wearing Murano clothes. Uh, yeah. The only thing I can really think of is like maybe some different dragon forms for uh, Dragon Knight. You know, like change ah. that to a little bit more like the anime Slyrak. But um, other than, that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I, but even that, like, they wouldn't really change his uh, base armor unless they gave him like a. Um, uh, I can't remember the the other Dragon Knight, Kevin Kaden. something. Kevin, that's it. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> the Dragon Knight. <laughs> Well, that's what it is now, I guess. But yeah. Yep. Oh well, <laughs> I'm renaming him in my client right now. So you know, you could give him like a, a darker set of armor to look like that guy, I guess. But uh, yeah, different dragon yeah. forms or something along those lines. I got a feeling they'll do it. I think like Caden Persona is like one that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that that sounds like it's gonna be a, a money maker one day, especially since DK has like such mediocre sets overall. Yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. The thing is, I also, I like the idea of Marcy as a hero. Yeah. And making her like a, like some kind of like melee unarmed combatant with like com, not combo abilities in the sense of like fighting game combos, but just like abilities that synergize together. Um, Cause there's no real like hero like that in Dota. And I think it'd be kind of cool if they did that and might as well do it with Marcy cause she's already there. You just wanted to join our punching and kicking themes, don't you? <laughs> I mean, listen, other people could play whatever they want. I'm, I'm doing my normal punch darks here, for punching. It got better. Uh, I just need people to. I just need Colonel Squid to play Tony and, and toss me at people so I could punch them with the full damage. Again, <laughs> that was fun. All right, uh, you ready to get on this last, last one? Yeah. Yeah. Last question, uh, Titus Andromeda. What are your top three and bottom three Dota patches, Greg? What What are the six most notable Dota patches that you've played? With? Oh wow! Please Please full citations. <laughs> so, like, I think eight point four is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, I'm responding from the future. I, I have no yeah. idea. I mean, I remember uh, being very impressed watching when they uh, rolled the patch thing up from what was it six point eight nine to seven. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, but like we're at Bob's house. Yeah, right? yeah. So you know that it's notable <laughs> just for the sheer magnitude of the changes. Um, and other than that, oh, yeah. I could not tell you a number uh, for any other patches. <laughs> I remember the green patch that stunk when everyone picked Viper and Necrophos, and they were really good. And like and Venomancer, that was no fun. <laughs> Nobody likes those guys. And uh. The ho ho ha ha was no good with sniper, but I don't remember what numbers they were. And I think like the the recent patches have been pretty good in terms of of balance. There's not too much like really annoying stuff. How about you, Sam? Mm, I think I liked the one where they added all ag scepters, like seven point ah, two two. That was a pretty good one. Um, it was like the the big patch before neutral items, I believe. Um. Yeah, I think I'm like looking at the Wikipedia site because I can I I don't, <laughs> I don't remember a lot of these. Um, Dark Willow Pango added to the game. There were like a lot of really interesting ability. Like I think that seven point oh seven it was. Um, they they removed a ton of really broken things like Iron Talon and Poor Man Shield and replaced them uh. with like some cool interesting niche items. Ones that have stuck around like. Kaya, Aeon Disc, Meteor Hammer, Spirit Vessel, Nullifier. Like, imagine the game without a Spirit Vessel. 
like that was yeah. that was four three or four years ago now like it feels like this item is like pivotal like and has been pivotal for a couple of years um yeah worst yeah thinking of i like that i remember the patch when they removed all the gpm talents yeah. because I'd been predicting for like 18 months that <laughs> every subsequent patch was going to do that, and I was finally right. And I liked that. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was, of course. I remember the the patch when they came out with the CM Arcana. Uh, that was exciting. That was like TI6 or TI5 or something. Yeah, before my memory, at least. That's I think that's the... Uh, I'm lucky to have like most played most of my Dota time like in like 7.0 and after yeah i don't really i actually don't remember anything before 7.0 so i'm saved from all of like the i think worst metas like i think you're like spin to wins and like troll troll sniper and weird like bloodseeker heavy patches or like uh are long gone yeah you were you were here for that crazy comeback patch right I think that might have been like when I started watching Dota. They were crazy rubber okay. band mechanics, and then I think that they yeah. took them out. Um, yeah, there's a couple weeks there where it was really dreadful. I think it was right after TI four because that was the one where all the games went like 18 minutes, and all you had to do was like start taking towers, and then you won the game. Yeah, I think I was at the they they removed some rubber bands like slowly over like the two or three year period, and I think I was at the, like the tail end of it. Like I, okay. I remember vividly watching Ti Seven, and I know that I was like aware of Ti Six, and that was like when I got back into Dota after like having played the game to start. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Ti Six, Ti Seven is like my Dota origin story, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a lot of bad ones recently. I mean, eight four will be really good, like Greg said. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like the initial outpost patch, just because huh. just because of um. Well, that was also the neutral items one, but where the outposts were was like felt like the most random place on the map. Like they were in both <laughs> corners. You never want to play there. Oh yeah. Like yeah, that was awful. It was really bad. I I I liked shrines when they first came out. And by the end of it, I was done with it. Like, it felt really... <laughs> it was, like, really annoying, I think, to, like, take a T3 tower and then be like, all right, guys, let's run back to their triangle so we can kill their shrine. Like, we're going high ground right now. Like, what What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still call them shrines. Yeah. <laughs> I still have not adjusted to the outpost title. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely go back and forth. and But shrine... I mean, shrines felt really good. It was it was like an easy way out as an offlaner to be like, oh, I got beat up for five minutes, but now I get to go hit this shrine, you know, back up to max HP. Yeah, they were very nice early on, but then like they just extended the end of the game so much, you know, especially when yeah. they were on, uh, you know, on oh, your base. Oh yeah, they're on high ground. That was terrible. Right? Yeah, giving giving like uh, built-in Roche control to one team mm. was not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Bob. Or Titus and Ramadan. I think everyone knows you're Bob at this point. I, I, I guess that's actually the reason... Um, and sorry not to make this podcast really long, but... Um, that's okay. Now, like, we have it coded into our heads, or, like, at least uh, good good players are trying to get 
it coded into our heads like take roche before you go high ground and that was kind of the case before but there were periods in dota history where it was really hard to go high ground especially or it was hard to go roche if you hadn't gone high ground already because of shrines so if it was really weird if you were dire and you were trying to go into roche radiant could just tp onto their triangle with the shrine there and just go fight you at roche at pretty much any time so you like had to go high ground first and then back up take the shrine and then take roche and and i guess that's why now like it makes more sense to take roche before you go do something as dangerous as taking high ground um, and makes the, the game a lot less swingy. Note that, like, everything we're complaining about is things that make high ground awful. <laughs> like, ho ho ha ha patch, mm. and then this weird patch with the shrines that made you, that forced you to take high ground before you were ready. Um, it's all about taking high ground and how much that sucks. Yeah, I mean, that is, like, the, the hardest objective in Dota. That is Dota. <laughs> that, that, that is Dota in essence, but yeah. I feel like it's actually. Maybe it's just me, but it feel or it felt like last patch. And I don't want to don't want to talk about this patch, uh, you know, too soon. I guess, but it felt pretty easy to defend high ground. Like it felt like you could turn games a lot of times from your yeah. high ground, and that felt a little a little weird sometimes. That you could yeah, there's a lot of turning. You could win one fight and just go like run it down mid. But yeah, yeah. All right, good episode. Uh, great to work with you, Sam. I think this is the first episode we've recorded together. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And Greg, uh, a joy as always. Always, it's delightful. <laughs> and uh, everyone, come to our Discord. Check out our uh, Thursday night in houses. Also, check out the We Like Dota Desolates in houses, which we're running uh, on the weekends. There should be some information in our Discord or around to learn about those. Uh, very good for new players. If you have anyone you're trying to introduce to Dota, it's a great place to uh, where friendly people will play. Yep. Taking it slow, letting people learn at their own pace. 3 p.m. EST just, or uh, EDT on Sundays. Yeah, it's, it's very fun, very nice. Uh, a good time. All right. See you around. <laughs> Later. Bye-bye.